Hello. What's up, Casey? Welcome, Children. To, welcome to the podcast. Brethren and sistren. I'm here. What's cracking? I don't know. Crack a lacking. What's the scuttlebutt? Release the cracking. What's the word on the street? <laughs> um, I don't. I, you know, it's a good. What's going good, on in your it's world? It's a good question. Uh, you know, just living, loving, learning. Living, loving, banana, whatever they say. I, forget. I don't even know those lyrics <laughs> either. Yeah, I'm that guy. Sweet. Nothing happened in my life. Just crazy busy all the time, but always making time for the podcast. I know. I hear about it all the time whenever I talk to you. I know, bro. You're like, I'm going to start speaking life. Yeah, speak that life. I'm going to be rested. I'm going to have my schedule under you're, control. You're going to be arrested? I'm not going to have anxiety. I'm going to be filled with joy. Bring it out. That's what I'm doing. All right. Well, shoot. If you don't got nothing else, let's just dive right in this puppy. Whatever. Right off into the deep end. Oh, you're talking to me? I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> you you got the guest, bro. Let's do it. I did get the guest. I mean, you're my guest too, Bruce. But he doesn't care, I'm going to let Casey introduce you because he's good at that stuff. No, I wanted to, uh, you know, I just kind of proposed to you that we take kind of more an in-depth look into addiction because I, as I was, you know, studying recently, I just found some really interesting things and I was like, man, let's, let's, let's kind of tackle this because, you know, like we said in the title, there's a stigma attack attached to addiction and, right. and to addicts, you know what I mean? And it's always a negative connotation. Oh, and for that, sure. And I think that if we can look past that and look at the person, you know what I mean? Because we don't wage against war against, you know, flesh and blood, but we often, that's what we do. That's absolutely what we do, especially when it comes to those things, drug addicts, alcoholics, yeah. oh, those people, those people, you know what I mean? You know, we already have, we already have a judgments and predispositions in our mind that, that cause us to judge these people just by the way that they look or, or the things that they're struggling with. Like you don't struggle with, with anything in your life, man. No, not at you all. Know, I know. No, nope, not at all. Not me. So tonight or today, this episode this evening. It's called yeah, tonight, today, <laughs> this evening. We're we're talking about taking the stigma off of addiction. Yeah. And you have uh, a guest that you brought. That you yeah. Know. So I brought. So, um, this is my friend Bruce. He's my brother. Um, he's also my sponsor. Um, working a twelve uh, step program. Uh, you know, I moved into an Oxford house, and that's where I met him. He was the president of that house, and uh, for Ooh. some for some reason, I hit it off with him. I guess he's okay. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, you know, we, we have a lot, you know, him and I have a lot of these conversations that you and I have, you know, have him, you said hot beef together. No, we have. Well, <laughs> well, the, one day you'll be friends <laughs> with Casey Bruce. So, one day. I don't even want to know what that no. means. So. <laughs> you do. So, so, but we, you know, we'll, we'll be outside in the morning, you know, hanging around and, and we'll have these conversations, these really profound conversations. And, uh, just reminded me a lot of this. And I was like, man, you know, um, when we do an episode on, Addiction. I really would like to have him here because he's got a lot of wisdom there. He's been he's been um, you know working the steps and in this in this game for for a little while. And so um, anyway, yeah, Bruce, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us the credentials, yeah. man. All the stuff, you, the positions you've held, what you did. I mean, it's not that it's important because positions don't necessarily mean anything, but they kind of do. So I just but want yes, you to, welcome uh, to the show, Bruce. Absolutely, thank you. So um, I'll start off with uh, okay. There so I'm Bruce, and of course uh, I'm an addict in recovery. Yeah. So uh, thanks for this opportunity to come on here and uh, hopefully do some justice to yeah. the, the stigma and the separation, you know, between society and, and, and addicts at large. <clears throat> um, you know, I've been in uh, four different Oxford houses, four different Oxford houses. Um, so I got evicted out of three of them. The fourth and oh, <clears throat> the fourth one after after another relapse. The fourth uh, one you bought so you could stay. <laughs> I'm buying this house. <laughs> Listen, don't tell my secrets. So, <laughs> no, no, no. So, so, and actually, I, 
the fourth one I got into the house after another relapse and after after uh, graduating for treatment. So this house, when I moved in this house, this, this house was just as broken as I was. Hmm. <clears throat> So, uh, me and this house, you know, we grew up together and, and when I first moved in this house, there was just me and one other person. Um, and this is a nine person house. So it was not only financially struggling, financially struggling, um, you know, it, 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 as far as the 12 steps go, struggling that way and definitely, uh, struggling on a spiritual level. So, um, you know, the guy that was there and myself, then, uh, eventually another guy moved in, you know, we started to build this house on a, on a spiritual structure. Nice. Um, <clears throat> So, you know, realizing that at, at what happens a lot of time in, in the recovery homes is people will put that the structure of the recovery home ahead of God. Yep. And, and, and you can't do that. The you know, task that, before the relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and God has to come first. Everything else is peripheral, you know, and, and if, if, if you live your life that way, I, for me anyway, things seem to fall into place a little better. Yeah. They, they don't necessarily get any easier, eh? but, but, you know, you have better acceptance and, and, and. Uh, you know, just a better uh, quality of life altogether. So, um, as far as positions uh, in Oxford, I've held all the house positions, including president. Uh, I've had I've had a few uh, chapter positions, uh, housing services, which is basically just um, make sure the houses are following the Oxford model. Yeah. So I was able to get some some uh, spiritual influence in there. It doesn't always take, but you know that way in some other houses. Um, yeah. And so, then, how long have you been like in the, in the house in recovery to where you are now? Okay, so um, I just had on the uh, on the twelfth. I just got sixteen months recovery. Okay, this time. So awesome. Uh, before my relapse, I had almost seventeen years. Oh wow! So with that being said, um, if if you're not working the program, you're not putting God ahead of your life. Okay, mm-hmm. you get you get complacent, get complacent, and then that ego comes out, that self will, and then. You know, after almost set two two months to the day to the day, shy of seventeen years, and I picked drugs back up, yeah, <clears throat> like I never left off. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's what happens. You put get you know you don't put God ahead of your life. So. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Thanks for sharing, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how you do it in meetings? I don't know. Thanks for sharing. Um, kind of. It just takes just takes uh you know two addicts or alcoholics and a resentment man. You got a meeting. You're rolling. <laughs> yeah, you're rolling. So you're up to think, the races. Yeah. I think I think every time I chill with Casey, it's a meeting. What? <laughs> Absolutely, it's true. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. true. But yeah. um, no, I yeah. So so when I met Bruce, it's true because I I I've visited other Oxford houses and this certainly isn't a. a bash on them or whatever but for some reason what we have what we're participating in right now and what we're doing uh right now is really is kind of different in a lot of ways and based on love and forgiveness and kindness you know those things that jesus talked about but you know what whatever but you know i i just so when i got i so you have to it's part of the program to get a sponsor you know yeah. and um so uh, hit him up. I was asked him. I mean, want to be my sponsor? And ever since, it's been love ever since. Um, <laughs> it's but, a one way. But no, like I said, we we had these really good conversations, especially about addiction and alcoholism, and and uh, how that relates spiritually. Because he know he knows that I kind of I don't like falling into line with programs and um, rules. And I'm sure that you know that too. You have Jason. an aversion to authority and structure. Right. And and how would I know that? Because I'm the same way. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. And so, but I mean, I want to tell you something. I, I read something, you know, really um, 
really profound because I was recently I've been uh, studying uh, biblically anyway um, the wine press because I feel like that's where I've been living my life you know um, yeah. or where God has me and so that crushing process to you know when, when you're squeezed like that like what comes out of you you know and and I found that the crushing that he was putting me through was was squeezing some of the nastiest stuff Oh, yeah. Ever out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until it's completely gone. You know what I mean? So to be empty, be refilled. So anyway, I was studying the the, the wine press, and then I, I got, I, I, it just took me to some random link that was, um, that talked about alcohol in the Bible. And I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. So mm. let me read this real quick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the word alcohol is actually Arabic from the root word al-gaul or ghoul, gaul or mm. ghoul, which translates to ghoul, hobgoblin, boogeyman, ogre, which is a man-eating giant, oh and gosh. alcohol. Uh, in the Quran, verse 37-47 uses the Arabic form al-gaul, referring to the intoxication associated with alcohol when in wine. The root word gaula translates as foolish or ignorant, referencing a ghoul. This is known, this is known as an evil spirit and further translates uh, to, to seize. The term boogeyman is sometimes used as a person, uh, personification of the je of the devil, along with a root word that refers to a spirit or demon. Given the root of the word and its description slash nature as being that of a demon who seizes and destroys, many Christians abstain from alcohol, um, hmm. along with uh, with citing its destructive power on individuals and society. It's often listed as the most dangerous drug in the world. <clears throat> and so, uh, what I what I realized. And what I found, and you've been there, um, when I have given control of myself over to something other than myself. Yeah. And it absolutely is spiritual and demonic. And it's it's unfortunate to me that we label this as a do the right thing or do the wrong thing. You know what I mean? As when we when we paint that as the only thing, well, don't do drugs or do drugs. And it's, and it's much more complicated. It's much more intricate than that. Yeah. It's actually... You know, that spirit, and I, and I knew instantly when I read that, that I was like, man, like that is, that is absolutely true. It is an, it is a demonic entity, a demonic spirit trying to destroy. Cause you don't have to look very far out your front window to see an addict or an alcoholic whose life has been destroyed right. by alcohol and drugs. And so when it talks about that demon of destruction that is absolutely true. And that rang true with me too. Yeah. Liquor stores are straight up, call it wine and spirits, but we're like, Oh, what does spirit mean? Oh, it's just an alcohol. Or... <laughs> right. It says it right there. We're selling you wine and spirits. Come buy a spirit. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, I just, and it, it just, that struck me as really, I don't know why, but for the first time, and I had never heard that before, you know, usually we, we just, you hear the, the, the gimmick about alcohol or whatever, but man, I'd never had really, had really looked at it from that, from that perspective i looked at it as oppression but i didn't really look at that being a spirit yeah. that, that really is is um chipping away on people and like i said like you don't have to look very far and you've been there man like i said you've been there um in a couple circumstances and then also look at my life you know what i mean and you know it's unfortunate and so the stigma that i think that we associate and i don't know if you want to chime in that in on that as well but this stigma against alcoholics and drug addicts you know yeah. what i mean like Let's talk about it yeah well i mean what do you think when you when you look at an alcoholic or a drug addict well if you just want to talk about the word addict the stigma that's attached to that is either drugs or alcohol right nobody thinks food money. people people are yeah money Sex. Se oh, yeah, oh. I think people are more accepting now of the like the phrase porn addict 
because that's rampant too. But people think drugs are alcohol. Like, oh man, he's, you know, gosh, he's got this addiction going on. Thank God um, I'm not like that drug addict over there. Right. Prescription drugs, uh, you know, money, hose, and clothes. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> so, no, so anyway, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because. Uh, Sorry, that, I, I grew up on the third coast, <laughs> Texas, Houston, Tejas. and there's a rapper, and he had a I song that goes, "Money, hoes, and clothes, and all them other fancy things." I'm just saying, right? Fancy things. That's where that phrase came from, by the way. I too, at one point, used to listen to gangster rap. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Bruce. So anyway, so I'm glad you brought that up about you know addiction being. Uh, you know, people will see it uh, or, or perceive it as it, it's just alcohol and drugs. When right. uh, in actuality, the addiction has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with whatever vehicle you're using to numb your pain. <clears throat> so um, for me, you know, and I can't attest to everyone, but, but, but I, can, I can definitely, you know, share my, you know, yeah, my experience in this. For so sure. in my experience, so uh, um, I grew up in a, in a house where, where drugs were, uh, I mean, as normal as cornflakes. Wow. I mean, it was just this normal, you know, and, and a matter of fact, I, you know, I, I was, my mom used in utero. So, so I was born high, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. which gives me no excuse to use, <clears throat> you know, at some point I have to come uh, responsible for my own actions. Um, <clears throat> but so, uh, you know, when I became an adult and, and, and got clean for the first time, because there were many, many times. <clears throat> um, and then, then I returned to drugs again. Um, that, that wasn't because uh, I was an addict is because I had some deep seated, uh, pain, you know, I had some right. darkness in me, some, you know, had, had, had some traumas, right, right. Not, a, not, not enough love and acceptance and, and things like that. And too much, too much pain and hurt. Yeah. So, and that's, in my experience, that's, that's, you know, generally where it all comes from. You have too much of one thing, you know, and not enough of the other. So, and there's mm. not that, there's not that harmony. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and you, and, and you need that, you know, um, and, and we all need a, you know, a little bit of pain in us so that we can understand how good the good is and vice versa. Sure. <clears throat> but, um, you know, things from, from childhood abuse, ch- uh, childhood abuse, uh, sexual abuse, yeah, um, you know, the emotional abuse, emotional abuse and, and, and things like that, you know, abandonment, that, that <clears throat> absolutely, absolute yeah. abandonment, betrayal, things like that, sure. that can come from, uh, you know, being a, a child and not, not the best of homes or maybe even as an adult from some relationships. <clears throat> so essentially what happens is you don't, you don't have the coping skills. In my case, I was, I was never taught coping skills growing up. So you either don't have them or you don't know how to use them. Hmm. So, so what do you do? You just want, you want the pain to stop. Yeah. So you find something, find something to stop that pain. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Even, even though that, that device is going to cause more pain, more hurt. Only now you don't have the pain from other people. Now you're causing the pain to yourself. Yeah. And to me, that was, that was the hardest, hardest betrayal for me to have to, deal with you know i'd make amends to myself so um i don't know where i was going with that but i just want to speak on that addiction is just not is not just yeah. about alcohol and, and right and, and whatever you can to mask it i mean sure yeah, shopping online uh oh yeah <clears throat> lottery tickets yeah gambling um mm-hmm. you know climbing trees all day you know <laughs> <laughs> bro for real though <laughs> right i but, mean whatever it is I mean, to take your mind right so motorcycles, that's my thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, it be, and, you know, it, and actually to speak to that, you know, it's true. Um, tree climbing to me became an obsession because it was a getaway from my home life. It was a getaway from my, you know, a failing relationship. It was a getaway from who I was as a person, you know, and it's true. You can turn anything, you can turn anything into it, you know, um, what? 
Are you going to interrupt me? Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so, but no, I'm glad you use the, the, that terminology, uh, uh, obsession. Because that's that's really what it ends up being is is you know your heart's no longer involved in that because you're 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 just subduing the pain and it becomes an obsession of the mind, as as the twelve step text speaks about, right. it becomes an obsession of the mind, um, and and you know uh, thanks for pointing out the tree what, climb because just anything could be that obsession. Yeah, yeah, and, and I you know it's it's so true, man. About and what I, what I found, especially you know, with, with the pain, the pain, <clears throat> sorry, the pain side of things. And regardless of, you know, the pain that I've, that I went through that wasn't necessarily my fault. And then pain, you know, traumas and things that I went through that I was a part of that I shouldn't have been a part of, you know, from this lifestyle. <clears throat> um, but it was a reciprocating thing. And to me, I was always wanting acceptance, you know, I always wanted to be accepted. And I, looking back and as I observe myself now, um, translating and interpreting or, or interpreting all the data from, from my past life with a clear mind and a clear head and a clear spirit. Uh, I just started realizing things, man. Like I just look and I remember back in, back in when I was younger, just always wanting to be accepted. You know what I mean? And I think that came from relationship with my father, you know, things like that. But, but man, that was a big thing to me. And when somebody didn't accept me or whatever, it crushed me, you know? Yeah, and, and having enough of those happen to me, I started like using and, you know, <clears throat> you're right. It was just, it was absolutely, it was, it was, it was choosing a poison that would remedy hurt. That's yeah. all it was. Yes. And, you know, and so one of the stigmas then to that point is that when people look at the addict, they think the substance abuse is the issue. And what you're talking about is there underlying issues and what you've done to be able to interpret the data is you look back at your life and you, you say, man, I had that hurt. I had that pain. I had that, that lack of acceptance. Right. I, I mean, there's a lot of my story that doesn't really come out on the podcast and Casey, you're, you're kind of like 10 years removed essentially from, um, from when I had any kind of struggles. I mean, right. I'm 10 years 11 years sober. I don't even know what it is at this point, which is good. But bro, I was a mess. Yeah. I was a mess growing up from like the age of, I think I had my first drink of alcohol when I was like 14 and they gave me one drink. And after one drink, I wanted 100 drinks that very first night when I was 14 years old, I got blackout, yeah. puked my face off drunk at my friend's birthday party. I was grabbing empty drinks yeah. or not empty drinks, but Drinks people had left around the party and, and slamming them. I'm 14. I've never done this. But I look back on that and it was like, oh, I was an alcoholic. Oh, I used drugs. I, you know, I, I was chasing the women. I was doing all this stuff. But man, I was jacked up Inside. emotionally. Yeah. I was so immature. I didn't know how to cope. I wanted acceptance, right? I had abandonment issues, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Parents yeah. divorced. <clears throat> like it was tough. And so I look back, it's like the drug wasn't the issue. Right. It was the person. And right. I think that's the main stigma that happens. Right. Oh, you have a drug addiction. No, nah, man, I got pain just like you. You just cope differently. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And, and, and how unfortunate it is, man. And how, man, it pisses me off, dude. Just the way that people view or just so judgmental towards that one issue, man. And, and when, when it is an issue, like most, most alcoholics and addicts, if not all of them struggle with immense emotional pain, you yeah. know what I mean? Immense emotional pain. And, and then our answer to that is, is, is okay. If I need love, you know what I mean? Like what's the answer to, Oh, tough love. 
you well you're enabling them <laughs> you tough love and then you abandon them yeah which it only perpetuates more of the same and it, to me it's like yeah. a lack of understanding a lack of empathy a lack of love towards these people you know and this is one of the things that we try to establish in this house that no matter what you know what i mean we are going to stand as brothers and love you no matter what yeah because who am i to look at another struggling addict or another struggling person and this is this is like with this addiction with this journey through addiction this journey through alcoholism it has caused me to 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 lose my judgment as you know I, or losing in the still in the process of losing my judgment of other people because who am i to judge yeah. you know and it and it creates in you when the lack of judgment is there empathy can 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 come through and you're able to love people for who they are when there's no lack of when there's no judgment when i'm not trying to measure you compared to what i think is the right or wrong or where you're supposed to be or how you're supposed to be perceived but when i don't have any of that i am free to love you as the person yeah. that you are the thing is, is that we get excited over yeah here. the thing is is that we characterize people we put our we put our our you know like i said judgments we characterize people we treat them as characters to either that something that they can do for us or something that you know we want or don't want or whatever but we're not looking as people or at people as the person right mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. looking at everything else surrounding and a lot of and and for me at least i know for me if this was a mask man it was it was it was a, a false self that i had fabricated mm -hmm. you know what i mean to protect myself and even the drugs and alcohol was to protect myself because if i'm doing it to myself well then nobody's doing it to me you know what yeah. i mean and so and so it was one of those things and um this construct that I had that I had made you know and we got to look through that and look through what people are struggling with and look that these are people that are enslaved to something that is more powerful than they are in spiritual realms yeah. because we do not war against flesh and blood but we have right. we have and we do war against people not against when's the, for instance when's the last time you know and I'll, and I'll call my buddy Ephraim out you know what I mean because he decided to yoke up with me even though he's in Tulsa and um, he wants to see me free just as much as he wants to be free from, you know, he, I mean, he's not an addict or alcoholic or, or whatever, but he, he has stuff that he's struggling with. He's like, hey, man, you know what? Every single, every single Tuesday, let's fast together and let's pray for each other. Let's go to war. Yeah. Be but we're warring against people and not against the entity that's enslaving them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so, and, and I think that that's... You know, uh, over the years, humans have kind of conditioned themselves to, to, uh, you know, uh, to ignore um, the source of things. You know, put a band aid on it. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, and, and if I want to get back a little bit to the to the house, I just want to just want to back up what you're saying because, man, I'm just so proud of this house and, and what the guys have done. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I just started this instruction. You know, me, God, and this other guy, or God being this as it should be. <clears throat> um, and then I left, man. And these guys have continued molding this into something better than than I ever could have could have made it you know so so god used me as my part moved me out and then put these guys in their place <clears throat> so um the honesty forgiveness and unity that's what the house is run on right there hmm. and it's all and it's all followed you know following a godhead yeah um, and you guys are doing a fantastic job and today i just gotta tell you the sponsor man i'm hearing some real growth come out of your mouth <laughs> and, and, and 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 i'm just like <sighs> so yeah <clears throat> awesome um so uh, thanks maybe, dad <laughs> you're welcome son for the acceptance that i've always wanted yeah. oh my yeah. gosh it's happening right man. here on the salty guys podcast he's 10 years younger than me but look how much older he looks so anyway <laughs> just kidding what? brother so um because the hair before we get too much further right let me let me um 
well, chicks like it. So anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> so let's let, let me explain a little bit about the about the sponsor sponsee. Let's let's explain that a little bit for people that that, that you know doesn't know. Uh, oh, you mean discipleship? <clears throat> yeah. Pretty much. That's a good way to put it. So that's what it is. Okay. Well, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Go so, ahead. Okay. So so um, this is how it works. So um, he's a sponsee. All right. So he 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 needs a a a, a put it you know in simple terms he needs a peer mentor. Yeah. Right. And who better to peer mentor than somebody who's been where he's right where he's where he's at where he's at and where he's trying to go. Yeah. So in that same sense, I also have a sponsor that I still talk to on a regular. He has a sponsor. And then he has a sponsor. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't think they're living. So, but you know, kind of getting up there. So, um, and, and, and there is one with no sponsor. He who needs no sponsor, and we speak not of his name. Right. But I'm pretty sure he relies on God. So, which is uh, what we all, which is yeah, what we yeah, all do. Yeah, so, yeah. so um, I, 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 I'm very fortunate that that my sponsor, uh, we, I, man, I have quite the extensive criminal background, and so does my sponsor. But my sponsor, um, you know, he's a preacher now. Mm-hmm. So you know he's he's, he's coming to the good side, yeah. um, and, and you know so he is very good about keeping me God centered, yeah. you know, and and I'm very good about trying to get off track, <laughs> you know, and he's very good about keeping there. So <laughs> I try to pass that on 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 down to Casey. When yeah. usually what happens is Casey turns around, flips it back. So I'm getting direction from both sides. So which is a good point. So he will help me in this program as much, if not more, than I will ever help him. Yeah. And and not just by by helping him to grow through that, but he's going to teach me things that I never saw because his perception and perspective is different. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, for sure. Um. <clears throat> so but, get so let's get back to the stigma. So we're talking about taking it off. We've talked a little bit about okay. what those are. Right. It's really seeing the person for their actions and not the the underlying pain and trauma and issues. Um, And so the addict will use um, drugs, alcohol, food, shopping, money, sex, whatever it is to to numb this pain. Um, So what are the what are the healthy coping coping mechanisms, I suppose? And then I also want to know, like. Instead of we, I want to play a little bit more into, you know, how do we, Casey, you talked about it, seeing the person getting past the judgment to see the, see the person and actually love and have empathy. Like I want to maybe hit on some of that. I I feel the first step is what we're doing right here. It's awareness, awareness and education. Yeah. So, um, you know, and the thing is, man, there's not enough uh, humanity left in humans and, and, you know, we need restore that and i think you know the first way to do mm-hmm. that is, is stop labeling people as addicts you know and and they need to be labeled as people that are hurting yeah because if, if someone wasn't 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 high or drunk or or uh you know at this casino or uh, you know whatever else yeah um then that person you know if they're hurting the, you know more people are going to approach them as hell are you okay what can i do to help you what you know yeah. um but but if, if they're high or, or, or drunk or or gambling or whatever people are going well that's your fault that's on you mm. you know they're not going to want to help the empathy isn't there yeah the understanding isn't there and and you know people just forget that that's another human because they separate that because that's not a human that's a dirty low life drug addict or drunk yeah so and yeah. and and what really is, what is the majority of americans and i do this just about every single night <clears throat> i'm in front of some sort of screen whether it's my cell phone or it's my laptop or it's my television, right? Mm-hmm. Millions of people veg out on the on the couch, stuff in their face with 
sugary it's, foods it's, and it's highly re- processed carbohydrates. It's really interesting. Binging Netflix. It's really interesting to me that, like I said, that we I, that we place. I can't believe that you we called pla- me out on the Netflix. <laughs> I called myself out. Bro. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, man. I'm they. It's, I'm they. And it's true. And it's true. And it's and it's interesting to me how quick we are to to. Okay, so we will number them from from worst to best. You know what I mean? Like we we have a numerical measurement system of what what sins are or what addictions oh, are, yeah. and therefore, like just because I'm not I'm not down at the bottom of the barrel I'm, with the drug addicts and the alcoholics that I'm, I'm, sending, I'm doing okay. I'm sending forty six. You're sending three, bro. That's yeah, like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Look at the scoreboard. You Get know, on my level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you look at the scoreboard, bro. I'm ahead on points. You know, yeah. and um, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it score um i don't know it, it, it does i mean you're talking about we're talking about a, a we want to talk about a pandemic let's talk about that too you know like like how often we are in front of screens and the stimulus in the stimulation that we get from that man we are not built our brains are not wired for that we for never that were constant, and we also yeah. our brains were not wired for for knowing this many people all at once you know what i mean with so much social interaction mm, so much information from the very beginning of time we are not wired to be that connected to to like millions of people at one time, you know what yeah. I mean, and it's and it's an overstimulus, man. And people yeah. are addicted to. I got sixteen hundred and twelve. I had to. I had to literally. I deleted. I deleted my Facebook. I deleted completely my Instagram. Wow. Okay. I Damn. shut that down. Like I'm in the middle of a twenty-one. I call it a input recalibration, because I'm like I, I started. Words. I started being really. I started being really <laughs> cognizant of, of what I was watching and what I was putting into my. You yeah. know, Jesus says the eye is the lamp of the body. Right. You know what I mean, and that it fills the body with light or darkness. You know, and so that's and that's what we emit, either light or darkness, and make sure that your light isn't mm. in fact darkness. And so but the input and what we're putting in to our our ourselves and to our children, man, it makes it it's it's a huge deal, you know, and it's I don't view it as a separate thing from drugs and alcohol. I I just don't. I think it's all stimulation of pleasure center. Yes, right? Yes. Pleasure yes. pleasure center. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like the Walmart of. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, right, I think let's, a, let's keep a task order. Ple- pleasure center would be different than pleasure town. <laughs> Dang it! So, <laughs> no, but for real, overstimulation. <clears throat> yes, right. Absolutely. Constantly, constantly getting those synapses firing with all these little things, endorphins, and right, uh, absolutely. Because what happens? What happens if we veer from that? We 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 might hear ourselves. Exactly. You know, I, exactly. We might hear God. Yeah. Dang. So I mean, like, wow. How about true, that? Right? Hey, bro, turn off the TV. You might hear God. Ooh, right. ooh, <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's the truth. So, and if we look, if we look at it, like all those things are distressed. So the enemy, and I've said this numerous times, the enemy is not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. He can't be omnipresent. So he he had to weave a net, right? That can enslave. That That's can good. capture. And wow. he, and look at look at where we are and where our culture and our society and look at the net that he's we, he's we he's wove or. Weaving. Woven. 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 You know, look at the, it's, it's smart. It's a master. It's, it's diabolical and it's brilliant. You know what I mean? Because it's designed to do, it's designed to do one thing and that is to distract us from our focus. Right. Yeah. And so. Right. And that's all, that's all that has to happen because we do the rest. Exactly. We do the rest. Yeah. Wow. So. Put the hook in them. Right. And so you talk about that getting alone with your feelings or you, you respond to him too, but I like you know, that idea. Well, that's. I, I can't do that with my therapist here. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Okay, Medita so meditation and prayer. It, right. In order to uh, to speak on that, I'm gonna have to speak a little about the about the twelve steps. And <clears throat> so, um, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it, it, it stated, you know, that that, that prayers when we talk to God, meditation is when we slow down, quiet things, and we listen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's something that that I always ask people. You know, and they say, oh, I, I, you know, I talk to God all the time. I talk to God. I'm like, hey, when's the last time you listened? Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> So, you know, in order that, you know, we have to realize that, that in so many, so many parts of our life, um, you know, we're powerless. I yep. mean, we are powerless. So Absolutely. really the only thing that we have a power of beyond that is choice. Mm. Which, you know, if we think about that, that was given us to God, from God, you know, that's our, that's, you know, it's the free will, it's freedom of choice. So it's our, it's our choice to, to choose him, to have a better life, to, to let go of things we don't need, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I, I, I think... I mean, I don't know exactly what you wanted from the feelings, but no, no just, just, said, just about the introspection. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Introspection. Right. Like you turn things off, you might actually hear yourself think. Oh, all right. Absolutely. And how that's like a scary place for people. <laughs> right. Right. Because uh, uh, man, if I, if I can just delve a little bit deeper, do it. Man. So what happens is that in that, in, 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 and again, I can only, I can only speak about myself. Okay. Sure, that's good. So what happened, you know, when I started turning that stuff off was, uh, um, and, 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 of course, you know, it's back on, but mm -hmm. I, I claim there's a balance. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened was, you know, the first thing that I didn't recognize was my own voice. I didn't know me. I didn't recognize me. Mm. Okay. And not just because, you know, I hadn't invested myself anymore because I was a different person because, you know, that's not me. That's not, there, there was something inside of me that wasn't, wasn't me anymore. And, and that would be. You know that was the go, construct. Yes, now we're going. He's, you know, he's, he's speaking up. You know, the, the enemy working in, working in us, giving the tools that we need to destroy ourselves, which is exactly what he wants. Mm. <clears throat> so, um, you know, and at, at some point, you know, for me, that you know, uh, the enemy's voice and my voice became the same voice. You know, because I, I just jumped right on that. Mm. You know, and, and and it took me a long time to realize that, <clears throat> you know, I put. You know, I put I, I put the drug or, or my pain or whatever it was, you know, that was the God that I put before my God. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm. So so that's it. The first thing I realized was that I can't and this is directly from the twelve sure. So yeah. I can't. Yeah. And then he can. Mm. So I'm gonna let him. Mm -hmm. So and that's that's the surrender, that's the let go. Let go and <clears throat> let God. Absolutely. Absolutely. As corny as that is, but it's so true. Yeah, <clears throat> you know it's so true. Is um, that Jeremiah forty nine? <clears throat> I don't think that's in the Bible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm that's kidding. A, I think it's in Second too. Revelation. So, Sec yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. Second Revelation. Right. So anyway, that's, that's the oh, wow, it's the that's, that's the now age, right? Second right. Revelations. Absolutely. New age it. revelation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh -oh. So, Casey, um, you just said new age. We're gonna throw people off now. Yep. Well, they're new age. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bruce has AD, Bruce has ADD. So that's all right, not, man. I, I do not. So <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> absolutely do. Um, no, I. I. Uh, so here's. As people are listening, and I'll. First of all, a lot of the what you're saying, I might have a little ADD too. A lot about what you're saying, is. Now I'm like looking at in myself right now. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't even know my own voice, man. When was the last time I got alone with God? When was the last time I listened? I don't want to listen because sometimes I'm afraid of what he's going to say. Right. You know, like I, it, there's, there's fear. There's, you know, my life is, is 
very busy. I've taken on a lot of things. I'm constantly moving. I'm rarely resting. Um, and so, yeah, I haven't had a lot of time for introspection, time to slow down. So I'm being very challenged by this as we're talking about it. I'm thinking about the listeners. If someone's saying, oh, okay, you know, I'm not really an addict, but let me listen because I like the show and maybe they have something good to say. Okay. And then maybe they said, man, you know what? I've never thought about it like that. Maybe I, maybe I do have an unhealthy addiction with my phone or unhealthy relationship with my phone or unhealthy relationship with Netflix. Am I an addict? Like, how do I, so, you know, how, how do we challenge people to maybe take a look at themselves and, and assess? Well, and that's, and honestly, that's where I, where I've been at, um, for the past, I'd say three weeks. I started taking the introspection very, very seriously, the meditation and the prayer aspect because self-inventory. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, what's that? Exactly. It is self-inventory. It is self-inventory. self-inventory. But, but that only happened. That only happened when I was able to get alone for a second and push past. So there's this period, like when you sit down to list to start listening, do you have an assault on all your? Your mind is going like a million miles an hour. Yeah. There's, but you have to push through that. And once I started pushing through that, this this introspective look into myself, right? started showing me, you know what I mean? The things that, you know, like, like I said, you can't really know the false self until you take a step back and really, you really have to analyze and listen and let God lead you, you know, and the spirit will tell you and he'll show you things. He really will. This Mm. is, this is an ancient practice, you know what I mean? And, um, that introspective look into yourself will reveal things, man. And, and it is after you listen, when you get the answer it is your duty to love god by obeying what he's telling you mm-hmm. you know and and it is a painful process man like let me tell you everything that i've been through this past year year and a half when i recently i mean it caused me great great pain like understanding right. things about myself not even this, we're not even talking about the situation i'm talking about me as a person you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i started understanding the darkness that was inside of me and i thought that i had a handle or i knew but you really don't know because there are corners inside of the mm. recesses of your being yeah. that are that are, there is darkness there. And once, and, and once he started showing me those things, dude, I broke and I wept because I I, I was so I, he, when he revealed that to me. And this is what I was talking about about when you see your sin, you have no right and no want to judge anybody else, right? right? And that only comes through when. Mm. And so if the focus if the focus is is taken away and we're we're always distracted, always boom. Boom, boom, always going, 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 and we're not taking those proper steps. In the morning, I told Bruce this, you know, in the mornings, and we, we were talking about meditation. I was like, man, I know when I'm off, you know what I mean, throughout the day, because I haven't st- sat down and slowed and, and literally thrown my anchor over the side of the boat because I know what's coming. The, the mm. storm of the day is coming, and if yeah. I don't toss that anchor off over the side, bro, we're going for a ride, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's an anchoring, right? It's a, it's a centering yourself, getting ready for the day, but even at the end of the day, processing everything and having that decompression Gosh, and being man. able to really look at it and listen and he's going to show you things, and this is the truth, because it's going to happen. He will show you things inside of yourself. That, that's why people don't want to go there, because yeah. it shows you the ugliness inside of you. Even with the people that think that they have their life together, I guarantee you he's going to show you something. And that's why we, that's why we have an aversion to that. We don't, want to, we don't want to listen to that. We don't want to think that. We don't want to think that about ourselves. We don't want to go, ugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. And it, yeah. takes, it takes a great deal of courage. It takes a great deal of courage. To be, to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to sit here in the presence 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, and this is also what I've been thinking too, and what I came to realize because I've been reading a book by Henry Nowen called Spiritual Formation. Yeah, and he was talking about becoming to God empty in your mind and your heart. Even although we have Christ as our anchor, coming to Him completely empty of any preconceived notion that we have about him, anything that we think he is or is not, and letting that all aside and being empty so that he can completely fill you. Gosh. You know what I mean? So that you can be in the presence of the living God. And when you get there, man, what happens? He sheds light on, in your inner being, man, into these places that you don't want light shed. And when that light, and what does it say? Everything that is illumined in Ephesians, everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Becomes a light. Right? And so that's, where are you going to go ahead and chime in, bro? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just want <clears throat> to agree with that, man. Because uh, you know, I think if you don't go, you know, empty, uh, then you know you're still trying to do God's job at that point. But even by identifying what you think He is, yeah. So, <clears throat> right, exactly. Um, man, I don't wow. Know. You can just go ahead and knock the mic off the table because that warranted a mic drop. <laughs> just knock. Yeah. Boom. Wow. This is we, backwards. So anyway, that yeah. was good. I feel like I want you to. Say that again, if you can remember that. You do his job. It was God speaking. So, okay, so, right, so we do, if we don't come to him empty, yeah. then we're doing God's job. By telling him what we think he is or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 by identifying. I don't, see, that's yeah. how you know when it's God sure, talking, man, because I can't out. remember it, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, sometimes we, we drop those bombs, and then we're like, wait, what did I just say? Yeah, well, I, it's true. It's did because somebody write that down? Because I'm going to need that later for me. Because, <laughs> because God, is, being God is different. Yes. <laughs> God is so outside of us and so otherly. He is different than our God. <laughs> you know what I mean? The God, that, yeah. yeah, the God that well, we think, the God that we that we have constructed, right? The, even yeah. within the, even within the but context the, of the Bible, but right? The, the God of our understanding, right? Right, but right. even our understanding is askew. But but even but oh, even yeah, yeah, but yeah. even the God of then that's that's one of the things that I had had a problem with in the steps. The God of our understanding, but our understanding is so limited and so finite and so askewed that I can't possibly understand Him. So it's not my understanding. He has to download that into me, but through right. revelation, and yeah. that's part of the emptiness, you know, and. That's what this life is, man. It's journeying into can feel it. this revelation of who the Lord is in your life. You have to experience God in the way that he truly is because you'll hear things from other people. I mean, people are preaching with good intentions, all kinds of things about who God is. Right. But until like he reveals himself to you as that, you're not going to know. I was talking to somebody today about it, uh, about how, or maybe it was, I don't know, doesn't, doesn't matter talking to somebody about how I had to experience grace to truly, truly understand grace. Right. Because I was like in and out of my walk with the Lord all the time, because I'm like, I'm going to give you everything, God. And then I would fall and I'm like, crap, now I got to start over. And then I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? You give me the sideways look. That's right, what right, I thought. Because he's going to meet you right where you are. Yeah, exactly. Because I, he's already there waiting because he knows that's where you're going right. to fall. No, I th- exactly. I thought <laughs> yeah. I went back to zero every time, no. like bankrupt down to zero. And I lived my life like that for years and years and years until I finally realized, <clears throat> man, every time I've fallen and I've gotten back up, the Lord has been there waiting. Right. And so he is, that's grace to me. And so I experienced that and I'm like, holy crap, that changes everything. 
I don't have to start from zero. I don't have to hate myself. I don't have to, you know, get saved again or do another altar call or get baptized again. Like I just go to him and we keep moving forward, but I had to experience that. I couldn't just like have somebody tell me that, you know what I mean? And so that's what this life is. We're journeying, we're learning who he is. He's revealing himself to us. And it's such a beautiful thing. Right. I don't know why that reminded me of something. So yeah, uh, Luke seventeen twenty one says the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God is within us. Yeah, and I think that's what it, it's a continual deal. Right. So uh, let me ask you: Do you have children? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. How old are they? Four and fourteen. <laughs> okay. So so they've learned to walk. Sure. Obviously, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So so when they were learning to walk, right? When they fell, right? Did you pick them back up and take them back where they started? No, I laughed at him <laughs> and said, "You'll never amount to anything." <laughs> <clears throat> right. Right. <laughs> Right. So. Just like God would do. <laughs> Didn't you read the right. manual on walking? <laughs> Did you right, read exactly. the Bible? <laughs> exactly. No. Didn't no. you read the, the instruction manual <laughs> right. on walking? Right. No. But that's Idiot. A, right. And that's another, you, but that's you. another valid point, right? So we pick them up. We're laughing at them because what they did was funny, right? Sure. I mean, that's exactly what, 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 you know, God lets us do things on our own so that we can learn things, right? Yeah. And then he laughs at us like, well, you thought you knew what you were doing? Yeah. You know? Um, right. So, but you didn't pick your, your child back up and take them at the start. Just pick them up wherever they are, you know? Yeah. You sure. laugh a little bit and then you're like, yeah, good job. And then... You and know, you might walk going. with them a little bit further. Yeah. So, and I think it's the same thing. I think that's, that, you know, similar to what you were saying. For sure. <clears throat> um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, so, it's an experiential thing, man, because I think our tendency, you know, is to take, I think, like, again, going back to the measurement thing, like how we measure people, you know, um, we have to stop using systems of measurement when it comes to God. And I think that the only system of measurement that we can measure progress in is the fruit in our lives. Yeah. You know, that's the only measurement of, of progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. When, and, and I, and I think when it comes time to measure that, I think God will show you that measure. Right. So let, let me ask a question. Green. How, <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah. I like green apples too. Yeah, green plant. apples, little yeah. pigeons. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yes, please, Inside please. No, jokes. I apologize. So, going back to what we were talking about earlier, about how how people see addicts, um, and a lot of times they don't even see the own addi- their own addiction in themselves, right. right? They see the plank and or they see the speck, and they've got a plank in their eye. And I always think it's funny that we think there's a speck when we have a plank. So the plank is obscuring our sight to think that there's a speck. Like, oh, you got a speck in your eye, brother. Anyways, um, so how does God deal with the addict versus how you've seen people deal with the addict? What God does, what God does for the addict. Good question, right? What God does for the addict is he completely destroys their life. <coughs> okay, Talk I about disagree. It. He allows. Oh, okay, I dis- hold there on, you go. because there, there you has go. to there yeah. has to be we've there had ha- this we've had this there conversation has be, sponsor sponsor before. There so. has <laughs> to be there has to be a point, and I believe that addicts are a lot of people that struggle with addiction have a massive call on their life. Okay, yeah. and I know I know this for a fact that God could not have got my attention any other way. Mm. than this right here. And when we're talking about emptiness, we're also talking about the burning up of everything in our life that is not of him and only the things of him remain. And then when we come back down to that foundation, when he is complete, he has allowed the complete and total destruction. We see it with the Israelites all the time. Okay. They, they come back into, into relationship with him. He blesses them. Then they start worshiping other gods. And some person comes in, destroys their city and make some slaves you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, it with the life of an addict i don't think that there is sometimes any other way except for except for like taking them to places where where it's him and only him 
you know, or allowing them to end up in a place. Exactly. Because <clears throat> I think right. there's a difference between taking right. them and allowing them. Right. And, and, and I think we're kind of back to what something was said earlier. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I think God will allow us to continue to destroy our life until there's nothing left but his voice. Right. You know, we can't hear anything else. You know, and at that point, you know, and it, and it's, man, and how hard is it for us to realize that it's so easy? All we have to do is go, help me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yes, yes. finally, yeah. finally, we've been waiting here this whole time. But following well, that's why waiting. it happens for so many people in the jail cell. Because right. they got nothing else right. except... And it happens. Cold. For, and it happens for addicts too. And yeah. man, and we yeah. look at it. We and this is what is. This was what's crazy. I've been there, by the way. That's what I'm yeah. Saying this that. is what's crazy. Is we look at that as a pitiable position. We look at it's that. I can imagine people that are looking at me, or looking at Travis, or looking at, at Bruce, and looking yeah. at our lives and saying, "Wow, look at look at that." Like they just. Mm. It looks pitiable to them. But yeah. let's not forget what Jesus said. I want to use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Yeah. I'm going to use the least of these. These are the greatest things. And so when we come to that point where there is nothing less, I, I believe we are, like, I'm in a very, very blessed position. I don't have anything but him, dude. I don't have anything but him. And for me, dude, that has fed me and that has brought me to a new understanding of who he is. And I actually pity people who haven't lost everything. Because it's like, dude, when God becomes everything, is the only thing that you have, he becomes everything that you need. And he shows up time and wow. time again. And you get to see him do that. But you can't see mm. that if you're sitting around your TV screen with your white picket fence in your three-story house, man. I don't care. Don't I'm dog glad. my life. I'm glad. I'm glad that he destroyed my life, bro. I am yeah. glad. I've tried you in the furnace of affliction. Why? Why? When he burns everything up, man, only what's gold, only what's worth it is going to be there. You know what I mean? Oh, and, and all the stuff that wasn't worth it. Now I look at, I look around at my life now, dude, on. I'm blessed, bro. Come on. Yeah. I'm like, I, I have nothing. And I'm like, man, I'm so blessed, dude. You know? So how does one forego that great fall <laughs> and with wisdom That's the somehow... Problem. How, how do we get to that? Like, how, how do how, I look? Well, how do, how I do I look we circumvent the process? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But how now do you're, I look now you're, sound, right now you're now. sounding like a new age well, Christian. Well, let me, wait, wait, circumvent which process? How, how, do, I I the process? how do I circumvent the fall the process? or the rise? I'm just saying. Because I can give you a crash course in the fall, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been there. I've been in the jail cell. I've cried out. I've had many a time high, sober, crying out to the Lord. Like I've had those moments and I think that has continued to propel me forward at this point in time. Um, but how does somebody look at their life right now and they say, I know that if something doesn't change, I'm going to lose it all. So there's a fear of losing it all. You're saying just go ahead and lose it all. Or like, how, how do you, I'm saying it's not, different for each person. Right. Not everybody, okay. loses you know, all, but, okay. you, but you have to have something, uh, you know, to compare yourself, you know, that's how humans do, man. We compare ourselves to each other. And, and as you speak about measure, <clears throat> so in, in order to, to see that you need that, you need to, uh, you know, see, you know, you have to notice that somebody else needs it. And then people make, you know, we make that comparison in, in, in our small minds. Well, I'm better than them. And then, well, maybe not. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe not. So the, the, the hardest thing for, for any of us to see is a mirror. Mm. And especially if you see that in someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it, Honestly, for everybody, it is different. Everybody's 
rock right. bottom is different. You don't have to. Re- That's what I was kind of. You don't have at. to reach rock bottom. I mean, I hit rock bottom, dug a basement, man, another condo down there, <laughs> came out the other side of China, and was still going hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Honest, honestly, if so, you're here, what what does it say? I dug a basement in the it's space like, full. Yeah, straight yeah, to yeah. The earth. yeah, yeah. It's like if yeah. you hear his a lot voice. Of in Jupiter. You know, it's man, like you know, today. So. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. That's good. You Casey. know, and um, that's good. Listen, listen. Like if you're if you're an addict or you're an alcoholic and you're struggling, and even people listening to this podcast, I know because I I was I was a I am a Christian and I was I was tormented and oppressed. Yeah. In in warfare for my mind and for my heart and for yeah. my spirit. As a Christian, I was dealing with alcohol. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I'm struggling, bro. What do I do? Exactly. No, but you seriously. Li- listen listening to listening to the people that are here giving their right. testimony, right? right? Find or, somebody or, who has what you want. Say that again. Find somebody who has something that you want. Right, and that why people go to and church. Use them for it. And, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now we're going to get into find their weakness and exploit it. But no, <laughs> okay. So I mean, and, and that why some people start going to church, man. They see that what people want, even if they see that people are you know have an affluent life or whatever, you know. Oh, I want this. I want that. You know, they go to church, then maybe God speaks to them. But they still, I, I think we still initially go. And I'm not not children that are drug off, you know, kicking and screaming because that was me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and I thank God for my grandfather doing that and, and, and getting some kind of foundation in there or someone I was ready to, to, you know, accept God's relationship that, yeah you know, there was, there was something, something there to base it on. Sure. So, um, but you know, we, we, we find people have what we want and, 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 you know, we find out that, you know, Hey, I want that. We watch them. We learn, you know, maybe like we might mentor, ask. Like mentorship. Or Absolutely. Relationship. Like, friendship. Like community <laughs> and discipleship. discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. The way the Lord designed things to function. Right. And and that's the crazy what? thing. About, yeah. That's the crazy huh? thing about this house too. Read that? This house too is, you know, remember when, you know, the vision, like with the source and everything else and how you and my were, so, we were like, man, like, and how I was like, I'm going to live at your house. You know what I mean? I'm going to live here to develop that community. Well, now I'm in a position where I come home every single day with dudes who will go to war with me any day of the week, any time. You know what I mean? And that community there, man, like. It speaks volumes, right? So that's the, the original intent for mankind is to live in a community. And I'm blessed to be able to do that every single day, Yeah, you know, and it is community. It is those things. But as far as the people that are struggling out there, man, be honest. You know what I mean? You got to get honesty in there. Mm. You got to tell somebody. Mm. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, that, and that requires re- vulnerability. Right. Okay. And we don't want to be vulnerable. Say that word again. Vulnerability, <laughs> Bruce. I know. <laughs> We might have talked about that on the podcast. We have talked about it. But it takes a great amount of courage to be vulnerable. A lot of people see it the other way around. Like, listen to the warnings, even. Like, when you hear stuff like this, like, you don't want to lose your wife. You know what I mean? You don't want to lose your marriage. You don't want to lose your family. Hear me now, son. Like, that is not Mm. something, that is not a hell you want to endure. So you better tighten up. And and as Travis says, boom up. You know what I mean? You better boom up and get ready. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. do something. Tighten up. You know what I mean? Because this is not something you want to be a part of. You know, listen to the warnings. Heed those warnings. Get with those people. You you want to get, you know what I mean? Like, it'll it'll take a little bit of humility, man. If you're struggling with drugs and alcohol, you're struggling with addiction, go to somewhere where addicts are who are recovering. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And get with them. See what to do if you don't want to lose it. Step into them. If you want to step into a hall, do it. You know what I mean? If you want to, if you want to get get with somebody who's who has struggled with, because right, the things that we struggle with, we are comforted so that we can give comfort to others in their time of need. There's yeah. somebody that has the answer to what you're looking for. You know, you don't have to be alone, and that's the problem. We get alone and we get isolated. We spend our entire week 
isolated and alone, and then we go to church on Sunday and think that that's enough. You got to get Ouch. with somebody. When you get with somebody and you lock arms with somebody, things start happening. I, you know, I'm blessed to have Cody. You know what I mean? Like him and I are riding together every day, man. And and just like you were saying, how how, you know, Bruce, how I bless you. You know what I mean? As much as if not more than you're blessing me, it's the same thing with Cody. Cody doesn't understand that he's blessing me because we ride together all day. You know what I mean? And we talk about these things. And I get to, and he gave his life to God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only and not not because I put a Bible in his lap and said, read these verses and then pray the prayer. I, you know, all I did, all I did was get in relationship with him and lock arms with him. And he saw the power of God in my life. He tasted and saw that the Lord was good and he wanted some of that. And that's what happened. You know what I mean? Get with somebody. It's that easy, Casey. Okay. So, so is Christianity about? It, it, it's about uh, attraction rather than promotion as well. What attraction? Uh, yeah, attraction rather than promotion. Right. We were cracking jokes on the way here, pulling yeah, stuff out of the twelve-step program. Oh, but it okay. is. But it's about attraction, not approach. I mean, you can you can preach about it all, you know, all day and, and witness until people actually see and the fruit, man. the the work that is in yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're they're they're. they're not going to merge today. Well, they want so. the fruit. And I, and I said this multiple times on this podcast. Fruit in our lives is for consumption. It's not for yep. our consumption. It's for the consumption of oh, other others. people that they may taste and see that the Lord is good. And mm -hmm. it's the goodness of the Lord God. that causes men's hearts so, to repent. Jeez Louise. Right. Okay. So Put we're, that on a t-shirt. So we're back to the, 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 the original 12. Because right? you spoke about earlier, right, about the low lives of Miami. So, right, Jesus. So, Jesus got these these disciples, <laughs> right? The disciples. That's what he said, low lives. So, Just anyway, uh, right, man. They, they were failing fishermen, man. There was, <clears throat> man, you know, there there was, uh, man. Here we go. Tax I, collector. I yeah, it was a tax collector. Yeah, there was, or <clears throat> um, a, a lawmaker. There was on and on. Anyway, so what he did, you know, he made fishers of men out of these people, right? Just, just I mean, and not just so that they could. Uh, you know, feed the masses with what they have, you know, learned and in, in, in the, in the teaching of Jesus and the Spirit. Actually, later on it was. But anyway, so they also did that to create more fishers. Yeah. So they could create more fishers and yeah. they could create more fishers, right? <clears throat> so they were all living, the, you know, the life that, that, that God wanted for us and we're holding each other accountable at the same time. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. a big one, accountability. Ooh, that stings. Yeah, accountability. That one of stings. our. Uh, one of our Facebook watchers, Philip Webb, uh, he says, I believe rock bottom is simply when you stop digging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I mean, yeah. yeah I, okay. mean, yes, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Okay. Yes and no. You know what I mean? What's up, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Thomas waves. Matt, pick Matt. up your mat and walk. Yeah. Pick, we, oh, my God. There we <laughs> Pick, pick up your mat and go. You've been forgiven. So that's awesome. Matt Matt Thomas is part of a ministry called Firm Foundations. He's out in Kansas City, but he Shout got um, some some homes, yeah. reintegration homes here in Wichita and in Kansas City, uh, huge in the recovery um, okay. world and uh, prison ministry world. He's a he's a good dude, man. And, Philip yeah. Webb too. He's starting a house out in um, El Dorado, I think. Yeah, and I was gonna, Amazing. I was gonna say, man, like, let, before we start calling people alcoholics and drug addicts, remember they called Jesus an alcoholic because that's how far down he went to go and, and and dig his hands and get dirty with life. Guilty you know by association, I mean? right? They called him an yeah. alcoholic. So, yeah. yeah. Well, man, I want to, I want to give hope for the addict. Absolutely. Um, even if people didn't see themselves as an addict walking into this, I think everybody knows their vices. We all know. I mean, dude, my freaking phone, I can't tell you how many times I've thrown this thing across the room trying to get rid of it, but it's, it's a yo-yo. Um, and it keeps coming back to me. Absolutely. And yeah. so, 
I mean, just have, give hope I, to the attic, man. I call it a phone ring. Some, a phone ring? <laughs> That's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Isn't that a, uh, a Skrillex song? A phone ring? Bang ring. Bang ring. Anyways, yeah. I, I don't know. Skrillex, yeah. So give hope to the attic, man. People who they've got these these proclivities, they've got these inclinations, they've got these vices. Like, how does how do you get free, man? Um First thing I can say is remove the stigma and labels that you put upon yourself. You don't have, when you start this journey, you don't have to call yourself an addict. You don't, you know, just okay. know that there's something in you uh, that is hurting and you're covering that up with something else that is not good for you. Man, I love that statement. So, which one? You're hurting. Yeah. And you've got something up that's covering, you've got right. something that's covering up that's not good for you. Absolutely. Gosh, it's like the simplest statement i've ever heard concerning yeah. this right and, and it is you know it's gosh it's you know it's like we continue to take poison because it you know but but we don't understand why we're dying <laughs> it's not exactly the same so anyways <laughs> that's good though bro <clears throat> but um because oh, it man. is man there's resentment for you right that's we're on the poison thing man i'm gonna get off on, a, on my own tangent and i don't want to do that so <clears throat> Okay, maybe a little bit. Bro, this whole podcast is tangents <laughs> is <it>? strung together. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so, um, yeah, you know, man, don't worry about labeling yourself. Don't worry about putting yourself in a category. You know, just just think about the, 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 the pain that you have inside and, you know, how much better, you you know, you might be without that. And, and, and find a source. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be God right out, of the, right out of the gate. You know, it could just be, you know, they call it a higher power. So it, it, it could be anyone or anything that point, you know, and, and eventually my personal, uh, you know, beliefs is, I mean, I think everybody's life should be God centered. Okay. But right. that's me, but, uh, but I can't force that on anyone. Sure. But I can uh, surely, yeah, I can surely direct them to grab a higher power, which is anything that is, that is more powerful than you. And that in that moment, right. sometimes it might be a meeting you go to. Sometimes yeah. it might be a podcast you listen to. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be. <clears throat> please don't make salty dogs your higher power. Yeah, I'm just going to ask you right now. <laughs> but, hey, but listen, but listen, right now, okay? If somebody was going to use drugs or alcohol, yeah, and this came ah. up, and this came up on their Facebook yeah, page, and they stalled for this hour or whatever, yeah. for that hour, this was their higher power. It's good. You know what I mean? And in the meantime, they get hopefully got a good message out of it. Yeah. Um, so that's wisdom, bro. <laughs> hopefully, anything. but I doubt it. Yeah. You know how you get wisdom? <laughs> you know how you get wisdom? By screwing up a lot. That's how you get it, man. <laughs> so experience uh, gone wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so um yeah. I mean that that's that's the main part, man. Get help, find help. Yeah. I you know and I, and you can't I, do it alone. You, no. That's like number one. You cannot do it alone. Get Abs yoked, bro. Absolutely. If you look at my Facebook page, I mean that's what it uh, you know, that's my Facebook picture, you know, it's hands holding out and it says you're not in this alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and nobody gets through this life alone. Nobody. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> right. You know, or God so, God would have just put one of us here. Yeah. And you know? so speaking to hope, man, like for the addict, for the alcoholic, man, I want to just, I mean, hear me loud and hear me clear, man. It's for freedom that you've been set free, you know, uh, so don't be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You mm -hmm. know, you have to know it. You know, he, he, he died for it. He paid for it. Not only that, but he's, he's, he's living that inside of us. And that's what he yearns for. He yearns for your freedom. He doesn't want you to be bound. You know, and you don't have to be, and you are he, not in this alone. He wants you free more than you want yourself free. Exactly, that's damn right too. You know, he he wants you free more than you can even imagine. You know, and for just the hope, man. Like there is hope, and if there was hope for me, man, and especially where I'm at now, you know, I mean, dude, there's hope for anybody. 
you know, and there is an end to this, you know, and there is a furnace that sometimes people are selected to go through and you might be going through it right now, but you have to understand that that's a, that's a place of honor. Yeah. Yeah. That's an, that's a place of honor because he's about to make something in you that is worth more than you've ever thought about you, about your self-worth or about the way that people esteemed you as worth worthy or not worthy. And God is birthing in something in you through the furnace of affliction, man, that you're going to be pure as gold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that you are worth something. And I know that you don't think that you are, but I'm telling you right now you are. Gosh, and, you're, so good. and so, and for the people who are judging addicts and alcoholics, I'm going to take a page out of Dion's book. Uh-oh. How about you get together with an addict? How about you break bread with an addict or That's an alcoholic? Good, how about you try to understand the addict or the alcoholic? How about you ask a question? How about you humble yourself and get underneath and go down to where they're at on their on their perceived level in your eyes? Look them in the eyes. Look them in the eyes. Why don't you ask them about their story? Why don't you ask them what they've been through? Why don't you pray for them? Why don't you fast for them? Why don't you go to war for them? Mm-hmm. How about those kind of things? Instead of just saying and labeling and pushing them off to the fringes of society where they belong. Jeez Louise. How about that? That's rough. I just piggyback on that real quick. That's exactly right, man. That's a good word. Um, yeah, don't continue to give them what they've been given, the betrayal. The, the, yeah. The, Dang. You know, uh, just, just uh, the abandonment. Right. You know, they already have enough of that, right? We, you know, we already have enough of that. <clears throat> so, you know, why leave them where they are? What, you know, what are you going to fix by that? And how's that, you know, even on a selfish level, how does that make your life better, walking off and letting another person die? Ooh. And that is what happens. When you're, when you're in, addict, in active addiction, you are slowly killing yourself, slowly killing yourself. And uh, you mentioned pandemic earlier, man. Let me talk about a different pandemic really quick. So <clears throat> more addicts die from overdose every day than there are right now in this present time than there are being diagnosed with this COVID-19 deaths more dying than just even being died. So I don't know why COVID-19 COVID-19 is such a big issue, man. We still got addicts out there dying every day every day because of the betrayal, because of the abandonment, because we don't, in the name People of in the name understand. of tough love, man, which which is actually just an excuse for us to not to to, to wash our hands. You know what I mean? Tough love is you being tough for that person, not 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 saying in the abandonment, just like wow. you said. Right, yeah. right, and absolutely. Why not? Why not kneel down and get that basin of water Damn. and wash uh, and wash their feet like we were like we were shown, and show them the better way. Tough love isn't. <laughs> Tough love isn't something you give to somebody. It's something you are for someone. Yep. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Man, yes. y'all are is messing that, my circus is that, up today. Is that, is that not? Good. I mean, but is that not what we're called That's to do? Is that not what we're called to do for people, man? <laughs> how, how else are we going to love people? Like, and I'm not even talking about, let's not even talk about addiction and alcoholism right now. Like, how are you supposed to love people if you're not tough? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, tough love. Like, I hate that, man. Like, that that makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, we got to give them tough love. Right. It's like, no, well, you want to give us, give us quote-unquote tough love because you're not tough enough to give love. That's the problem. Right. Well, yeah. well, most people don't give them tough tough love. They give them tough luck. Okay? <laughs> and, and I'm going to give – I want to give a perfect example here. <clears throat> so I'm, 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 I'm going to call out the wonderfulness and, and, and man, uh, wow, the spirit that lives in the, the, this house that, that Casey uh, still resides in. So, uh, there's, and I'm not going to throw any names there because that just isn't isn't fair. Um, but, so yesterday, it was yesterday before, it was the day before yesterday. So, a guy that doesn't even, doesn't even live in the house anymore, but he was alumni of the house, okay? So, he fell off and he relapsed, yeah. okay? So, and... 
Uh, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, Ush, shiny. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> so anyway, so so this guy relapsed, right? So, uh, you know, what normally happens when when you when you leave um, a community, um, when you step out of that community, very few people keep in touch with you, yeah. and they basically just kind of forget, you know, that that. That you exist. You exist, yeah, because you're not a direct involvement in their life anymore. But one of the wonderful things about this this house, man, the way it's built and, and, and how it is God-led in the spirit that is in this house. Um, so, you know, several members of this house went went, went to that guy's house, mm-hmm. got him, tried to get him into, into, into detox. Um, you know, he couldn't get in there. His blood alcohol level was too high, so took him to um, – the emergency room. The emergency room, right? While that while that person in the emergency room, right? These other the, the ones that helped them went to a meeting, so so they could recollect. Wow. Went went to a twelve step meeting to to, to recollect and, and get centered again, you know, because yeah, uh, you know, they knew that there was another wave coming. Yeah. Sure enough, got the call in the middle of the meeting. They took off, went back. This guy took him back to detox, right? So, and 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 here's where the tough love part comes in. Okay, not showing up, not doing that part. I mean, that's just that's just one addict helping another. Okay, mm-hmm. but so the the guy gets out of out of detox. Mm-hmm. People from the house show up, go pick him up, right? <clears throat> so they, they they give him you know the the necessary uh, test to make sure that he's sober and and what have you. <clears throat> they have an emergency meeting, and they vote this guy back into the house because that's what he needs. He needs his brothers. That's the tough love. Okay. Regardless of what he thought he we needed hun- in that we, time, we hunted this fool down. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Somebody that was somebody that was killing themselves in that. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Back, laying what, on laying on the couch, too drunk to even stand up. Damn. That's how, and we went to that. We knocked on that dude's door. You know what I mean? We went like, and got him. Right. Went and picked him up. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Like that's tough love. Right. Took him. You know, made sure he was safe. Took him to the hospital. You know, make sure he was okay. Once he was released from there, took him to detox, got out of detox, sent him up, gave, I can't gave, tell you how many times. gave him a safe place to stay where, with people that he felt comfortable. Yeah. The people that or, he knows, right. that he knows love him. Right. You know why? Because they did what was necessary Gosh, for him God. to save his life. And that's right. how he knew that he, that's right. how he knows that we love him. Right. He wasn't just dropped off at detox or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where the, that's I where the love comes I can't tell you how many in. times someone's like, man, how's Casey been? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think he's doing well. And then I just stay home and watch TV. Yep. I'm sorry, bro. I'm doing great. Well, know. good. <laughs> so I had a question earlier. How about, how about to those people that are asking you that question? <laughs> how scoot, about you pick up? How about you pick up the phone right and call me? Like, that's a yeah. scoop. What do you want? You want you want the gossip on what's going on in my life? You got my number. Why don't you hit me up? Yeah. How about that. So so I had a question. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Casey's going hard. In the I'm not. Look, this is what I deal with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So here, here in just a second, we're going to let Travis jump on just to say hi. He's been, he's been in studio, asked him if he had anything to say. He's like, oh, yeah, I always have stuff to say. So we'll let him hop on for a second. Here you want another three hours? Nah, nah. I mean, we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll flag him down and be like, come on, bro. Um, we're talking about um, – well, I had a question, and I wrote it down. Does an addict need to be convinced that if they continue down their current path, they're going to end up dead? Or They already or know that. Right. So they, they, they have to start to care. So, well, the reason I asked that is because you said, don't give them more abandonment. Mm-hmm. Don't give them more judgment, right? They don't need to be convinced. Oh, if I can just get through to him. Mm-hmm. If, if I, I can or, just let them know that they're going to die. Yeah. It, if I yeah. can just get them to see that they're down a destructive path. 
we People already know, know that, that already. man. Like I right? know that, like, and, that's, you know that. and that's part. Of, that's part <laughs> like, of the reciprocating okay. thing that goes in it because you are you want to be free so bad, but you cannot get free. That's the inner turmoil. You think right. that you think people like. I mean, for a little bit they probably do, but once you get caught up in it, you realize what's happening. You think an addict or an alcoholic likes being there? You think that that's what they want for their life? It's true. It's not, man. You know. <laughs> It's not. Well, I did for a while. <laughs> That's what I'm okay. saying. Until you, right. until you, the, right. Right. there's Tell an awakening. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we don't want to be there for the most part. I, I don't think. I don't think. Let's not debate that here. <laughs> the awakening. <laughs> We've had this argument. <clears throat> so anyway, awakening. Hi, Travis. Awakening. That's my favorite prayer. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Well, my voice sounds really good. <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> oh, but I heard a thing today about judgment, you know, and I think that's what you guys were just talking about was the judgment that, that we, the stigma that is seen upon addicts because we are the biggest judges of ourselves. It's true. And therefore we are the biggest ones that abandon ourselves. Absolutely. And I like what you shared about with the amends. You've got to go through those steps to get to those amends because they are set up in order for a reason. <clears throat> and <Right>. I know because <laughs> I didn't do them in order. <clears throat> right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so that was that was what was I heard today on the way home from work. And man, that resonated hard with me. So I like that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> look at us. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us all three here. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> only thing, only thing we're missing is Vern's food off the grill. Man. Oh my gosh. Just like the house. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Vern. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. For keeping the house fat. I mean. <laughs> fat and sassy. Man. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got a gym going on now too. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. What the heck? Yeah, I know. But everything happened after I moved out. This is great. Oh, yeah. well, and you guys you actually had me feeling good, like I was doing something. <laughs> do you, Travis, do you have any? Do you have any words like of hope for struggling addicts right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a little over eleven months ago, I was in my garage uh, with a noose hung around the rafters, standing on top of a ladder, drunk. And I even went to as far as. You know, there was newspapers on the ground because I didn't know if the rope was going to hold. And I had a lighter in my hand to where that was going to happen. I was going to make it happen, you know. And, you know, I I was mad. I had a resentment against God. And, and, you know, I stood on top of that ladder and was pissed. And, you know, it wasn't my own will that brought me off that ladder. I know that today. It wasn't me. That was that was definitely the Holy Spirit that brought me down, you know. Um, and then I, got, I went to treatment after my third psych ward visit that summer. You got frequent flyer miles for yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely I do. Um, yeah, two third floors in Hutch and one stay in Newton. Um, and then I got out of treatment and, you know, my wife and kids accepted me back home. Say, say that part again, please. Accepted me back home. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And that pissed me off. 
I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I remember. my wife says, uh, Travis, she goes, you know, we've done this song and dance many times. She goes, so what are you going to do different this time? And so I called my uncle and he says, well, Trev, he goes, you, you, you've got another choice to make. And, you know, that's a funny thing that I learned in the house is when you, when you put down the drugs and the alcohol, the thing that was you're masking, um, you get a choice in life. And so I had a choice to make and I went and knocked on the wrong door <laughs> <laughs> after going to two different, I went to Keith's recovery house that gave you his number at the meeting the other night. Yeah. And, uh, that was not a good feel for me. Right. Um, that, that is a good house though. It is, it, it is, it is a great house. house. Yeah. yeah. Um, doesn't mean it was your group of people. Though. Right. Yeah. It was not my fit. And then I went to another house and it wasn't a fit. And then I scroll into blue sage and <laughs> wow. Yeah. Freaked us out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came in there and, and they were like, this dude, there is no way he's, he's clean. You know, right. and I had almost 30 days at that point. Right. So, so, so he, he had an audible impairment <laughs> and a little bit and couldn't sit still. And I, man, I would have bet my life that he was, he, he was dirty coming in the house. He was going to fail the UA, man. And I had to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so, but, but again, which is a good point. Sometimes addicts even judge other addicts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and that was, yeah. Yeah, and, that, that's, and that's on one that. of the things that I started doing, you know. I, I do the five things to stay alive. They they taught me that back in treatment years and years ago. And I still do them to this day. And I do them on a daily. And if I don't do those five things, it's pray, meditate, read the literature. Pray, meditate, read the literature. Go to meetings. Go to meetings. Call, your, call sponsor. your sponsor. Right. Yeah, that's them, right. you know. And I started doing those things. Yeah. And I do them on a daily um, and I kept doing those things. Did and you I, get those from Valley Hope? I, those I did. Yeah. yeah those I know, five. That place yeah. saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> Quit interrupting him. No, no, they have the best food in the country, yeah. man. And then, so, I, anyway. then I just. He's trying to give hope to these addicts. You know. I'm an addict. You know, I kept doing what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And you know, if that's, that's God's will. Doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Not what I wanted to do, but what I was supposed to be doing. And there's a big difference between my will and God's will, because when it feels wrong, that's, that's, that's mine. You know, when it feels right, not right, right. but it feels right. Right. But no. when it feels right proper in here, you know, the furthest 18 inches in the world here to here. My first sponsor used to tell me that and I used to get so pissed. I'd never understood it. Today I know what it means, yeah. and, and and it feels good, and and I understand that, and I know that because of the guys in the house, because they held me accountable for my actions, and they called me on my bullshit, and that's what a sponsor does. You be, you know, I did. I wasn't looking for friends when I came into the house. I got brothers, you know, right? right. Um, and that's what you get. With your sponsor, you know, um, my sponsor's a freaking Viking. He thinks, you know, <laughs> he he thinks he's more than that. But right, it's not absolutely, so. um, <laughs> I give him crap all the time. But I I I got to find out that I'm a dad. I have a great career. 
Um, we're in the middle of building this house. Um, you know, and that's all in God's hands still. You know, my CDL is still up for grabs. I got a diversion like two months into the house. Mm-hmm. I yeah. got charged with my DUI after having it for 18 months and it was supposed to be squashed from my lawyer. Yeah. yeah. And they, there you go. You think yeah. you think you're going good now? Here you go. It was entertaining <laughs> watching those emotions. By the oh way. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, because this ain't this ain't drugs or alcohol disease. This is a feelings disease. It's about how I feel. I don't have problems with drugs or alcohol. I have trouble with this guy right here, the one that stares back in in the mirror. You know, and I love looking in the mirror today because I see God. You know, when I look into these crazy eyes i can actually see a glimpse of god now you know in 11 months ago if you would have asked me that question if that would have came out of my mouth 11 months ago i'd have punched you square in the grill what would you have said <laughs> you're a yeah 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 and then, then the relationships that i have today are unbelievable you know and it's all because of this and my relationship, the number one relationship that I have today is with God. You know, I know who my higher power is now. And I don't put my wife first. I don't put Bruce first. I don't put Casey first. You know, I don't put my sponsor first. I put God first, you know. Yeah, he's he's the relationship yeah, in which all other yeah, relationships absolutely. flow. So it's yeah. Like, right. Yeah, right. That's, that's the major thing, you know. That's like my son was going through his toys this weekend, you know, and that's a big thing for Kendrick's to get rid of stuff, you know, because he's yeah. one of us, whether he knows it or not. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, he put all these toys in a, this box and he's throwing them in there and his sister's helping him and he's getting pissed off at her because she's throwing stuff in there that he doesn't want to throw in there. And <laughs> of course. then she's picking out stuff that he wants to, or she wants to keep. And then he's throwing them in there. She's not watching why she's playing on his Xbox. And That's then a sibling I, rivalry. I get the, the box and I'm, I'm sitting there writing in my journal at this time. And I was like, man, Casey's son, I think likes, like some of those toys he was throwing in that box. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna stash them up, you know. And that's not the first time that Ezra got laced up. Did he? <laughs> he went, well, he, he hasn't seen the box of toys oh, yet. He hasn't? It's, all, it's all Paw Patrol, so oh, yeah, yeah oh, he's gonna, he's gonna oh, flip yeah. out. Oh man, yeah, and I <laughs> Look, told Kendrick about that last night, and at the game, White, his, his sister was losing their first volleyball game, and he was about to lose his damn mind. And I told him about Ezra getting the Paw Patrol, and man, it just. Pew, you know, and that, that's God's will right there because he wants us to help other people, yeah. you know. So there's the hope. There is hope. Yeah, there's absolutely. lots there of There are hope. people that want to yeah. help you, whether yeah, you think absolutely. so or not. Yeah, they can't do it alone. Yeah, never alone, that's never it. again. Non qual munis, non qual mitrum. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Travis. Absolutely. Yep. You got to be on the podcast <laughs> for that Woo. major day. <clears throat> thank you, guys. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. I'm back. Man, I'm getting wrecked tonight, bro. I just reached out to one of my homies. I was like, I need help, man. I can't do this alone. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, I can't do this alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruce always makes you repeat things. It makes me, yeah. it makes right, me right. like, oh my God. I know hammer, he gets so Hammer it down. Him. Yeah. Man. Well, Casey, you think we covered it? You got anything else? No, I think, you know, I did, we did what God wanted us to do. We just talked about it. And yeah. 
It is what it is. People don't like it's good it. Stuff, Whatever. Man. Find another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> no, man. Just remember that, man. The alcohol and addict out there that's suffering, man. That they're another human just like you, right. and, and, and don't judge them on a lesser measure. Okay. I feel that. That's good stuff. Bruce, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks Travis, for having thank me. Thank you for sharing, too. Thank you very much. Thanks for letting him share. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of first. Why not? Thanks for sharing about sharing about help letting him share. Yeah. Am I doing this right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. No, thank you. Thank you for thanking him. We're all thankful for everybody being Give thanks. Here. Give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. It doth. Absolutely. It doth. Right. It doth awesome. endure forever. Man, you guys know the thing. SaltyDogsPodcast.com. Shoot us an email. Yep. Like, subscribe, share, all the stuff. Yeah, and if you're struggling with drugs and alcohol, please hit me up. I mean it. I mean it. Casey Tavares at iCloud.com. Casey T-A-V-A-R-E-S at iCloud.com. At iCloud.com. Yeah, Email I got, this I got rid of all my other social media. Yeah. So. Yep. Man, I'm envious. Email me. Uh, don't be envious. Just do it, bro. Why do we piddle around yeah, yeah. the issue? Oh, so, I need I'm to a, stop. I'm we'll a stop. chronic piddler. Right. Piddler. I'll, I'll, right. be, I'll pi- be piddling. Piddling. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it's okay to do that. Throw your email out there in case anybody needs help. Yeah, yeah man. Throw me do email, it. my phone number. Yeah, <laughs> All right. whatever. Uh, yeah, call me anytime, night or day, man. You hit me on my phone. I can't believe I'm doing this. 620-664-0975. Anytime, night or day. I'll answer as long as I'm not driving, but I will call you back. Man, Bruce is throwing it out there. He's ready to help some people. Okay. Um, or you can hit my, my email, which is uh, twitchanddie at gmail.com. T-W-I-T-C-H-N-D-I at gmail.com. That was from back in the day, apparently. Twitch and die. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So, yeah. All right. right Do on. not twitch and die. No, please Reach don't. out. Right. Bruce right. or right. Casey. Right. You don't. Right. If you feel like twitching and die, email twitch and die. So, yeah. Thanks yeah, that's back in the day, but yeah. Yeah, well, we're here to help. SaltyDogsPodcast at gmail.com. That's the email for the podcast. Yep. You can hit us up. That'll go to me, Chris, and uh, and Casey. We didn't even give a shout-out to Christopher. He's not here. He's busy as hell right now. Hell? Yeah, he's a wedding photographer. He shot three weddings Thursday, Friday, Saturday over the weekend. So wow. he is in edit land. Computer land. Yep. All, All right. right. All right. That's it. Christopher. Salty Dogs out. <laughs>